When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 92. You want to take a guess? The Fat Albert. The Fat Albert Ainsworth of Sodes. Two-time Pro Bowl selection in 2007 and 2008. Started 74 games in seven seasons with the Titans uh, after they selected him 15th overall in 2002. Made 272 tackles, 24 sacks, and one stomped face of a Cowboys offensive lineman. Man, that was bad. But, I mean, he, with the Titans, was dominant. He was part of that, I think it was 2008 defense, that team that started off 10-0, and the chain gang. Yeah. Um, him, yeah. Tony Brown, we talk about him every now and then. Him, Tony Brown on the inside. On the outside, you had Javon Curse and Kyle Vandenbosch. Yeah. that That's probably, I think we can all say, the best defensive line the Titans have ever had. Um, this year, it, there were a few times where the defensive line looked like they were getting back to a level that, you know, was elite, but with injuries and everything, that's kind of fallen off. But um, Albert Hainsworth, that's good. You know, and, and we Wait, talked did you about say, it not did you say, Did you say defensive line, this year's defensive line, or did you say the tickle monsters? The tickle monsters. <laughs> but Albert Hainsworth, if you remember, we, we hit on him, um, I want to say either late in the offseason or early in the season, he was in need of a transplant, and the Titans fans reached out to him. And oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was a yeah, kidney yeah, yeah. or something, gave him a yeah. kidney. So, yeah, good for Albert Hainsworth. I know he's doing better, a lot better now than he was. So, yeah, um, new, love, new, love a good Albert Hainsworth. New, new uh, kidney Albert Hainsworth. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he was, he was definitely one of those, like one of the first Titans too that was, you know, got good with the Titans. And then when he became a free agent, got handed a boatload of money mm. and the Titans were like, yeah, we're not going to match that. Go ahead. Like, we'll, we'll see. Ya. And like, that was like the first Titan to like have that happen. Um, at least in my memory. Um, well, Cause his contract was like one of the worst in football. He was a, he was in that conversation. It was a seven year, $100 million contract. Yeah, that, that was a Dan Snyder special right there. Like, <laughs> And that was 2008, $100 million. That's not 2021, 100 right. million. That's 2008. Right. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, uh, uh, you know, adjust it for inflation, that was, that was half a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. My math, my math may or may not be off, give or take uh, uh, 400 billion um, or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, also could have gone with the Henry Ford or the Will Witherspoon of Sodes. Okay. Guys, it's a bye week. So that means it's a bye week for 
a guest this week. We're giving the guests, we're giving the guests the week off. You know, it, it was a bye week. It's a it's a bye week sewed, but you know what? Uh you, like like we're doing this sewed uh how you would probably wish you'd do most holiday get-togethers without an uncle. Uh, mm. But that's cool because, look, we have a lot to get into. We got Julio's return. Kevin Byard no longer has COVID. Shout out to him. Um, golf that's clap big. for Kevin Byard. Well, we're going to take a look at the competition the Titans have for the one seed. Uh, we're going to – we'll laugh at the already eliminated Texans. MVP death pool. Remember the Titan. Uh, and if you're like, Austin, what are you still doing here? Aren't you about to have a baby? Yes. Yes, we'll get into all of that. Uh, a little bit later but uh first let's get a word from the trenches gallery the trenches gallery located at 906 buchanan street in nashville it's owned and operated by christian fulton yep that titan the number one cornerback on the titans roster and his brother keith fulton two guys from louisiana moved up to tennessee to play a little football and do a little business it's an art gallery with the latest fashion trends they have shirts shoes pants hats paintings socks whatever you need be a nice gift for the holidays for loved ones or friends. They have all the hottest brands in fashion, including Paper Planes, Cashville, Bape, and Supreme. They've got B-Drip as well. They create all sorts of new and cool clothing designs through a one-of-a-kind design lab located in the back of the shop. It's the only place like it in Nashville. If you can't stop by in person, shop online where you can check out the impressive inventory at thetrenchesshop.com. You can also find them on Instagram. Go follow their Instagram page. They're all they're very active. They they post a ton of what they get in um, as quick as they get it in, so you can get yours before it all runs out. Go follow them on Instagram at the Trenches Gallery. Again, make sure to check them out at the Trenches Gallery on Instagram or online, where you can get your latest fashion apparel from thetrenchesshop.com. And when you go in store, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And you know what? We're not starting this episode without me first telling you about elite water you know what else you can find the trenches gallery i just said it elite water elite water is based in new orleans louisiana this is water sourced from natural springs in mount palomar all the way out in california the the golden bear state i think right i don't know i, so. I, I lived there for three years you think i'd know that this is organic water that does not contain all of the man-made additives that you'll find at some of these other water brands gross the elite water the elite brand is all about bettering yourself and putting yourself and your body in a position to where you can accomplish anything now listen i know a lot of you guys listen to this are probably some fat asses okay but if you put if you put some elite water in your system it will help you. It will help you get off your ass and, and accomplish things that you never thought possible. Order yours now online at EliteWater.co or EliteWater.co or swing by the trenches to pick up a fresh case. You can also find them on Instagram at EliteWater1. Be yourself. Be elite. Drink Elite Water. And with that said, let's talk Titan. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is December 8th, 2021. My daughter's due date? Oh my gosh, is she here yet? Is she here yet? We don't know. Like, honestly, she could be. 
She could be by the time this podcast drops. Maybe or, she'll be our uncle this week. Maybe she'll be our guest. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If it happens uh, fast enough, we've got about 30 minutes. Do you think that that can happen? That'd be weird if my daughter was uh, was uh, the uncle for this episode. Maybe an at-home water birth type scenario where you just get her and, and put her right on the mic. Yeah, let me see. Hey, babe! Hey! <laughs> you want to give birth? <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'll, we'll see. We'll see if... Uh, I think she's getting in the bathtub as we speak. So yeah, okay, we'll perfect. try that at home water birth. Um, and, uh, and we'll see if we can get that baby out before the, this episode ends. So then uh, the baby can be uh, our, our guest this week. Um, she is uh look, she's going to be a Titans fan. That, that much is, is true. My wife's from St. Louis. <laughs> what was she going to be a Rams fan? Yeah. No. They don't even have, yeah. There's no options up there anymore. So, you know, Jack, it's funny. We we always talk about on this podcast, we have to grow the fan base. The Titans fan base is still relatively new comparative to most fan bases in the NFL. So Titans fans, like, we need to grow the fan base. Repopulate, and, like, do what you got to do. Population-wise for Nashville, is it, is it the strongest? So, like, compared to other major markets. So it's like, we're already at a disadvantage. Then you factor in the fact that they just became a franchise in 99, again more of disadvantage so like what we need to do is grow the fan base you recruit people people who are like maybe casual nfl fans or or fans that like are not uh you know don't like their team anymore there's not a strong allegiance there with some of these yeah there's a lot of cities across the country that simply don't have a rooting interest in the NFL. right they cheer for players not teams exactly so that and so we always talk about grow the fan base now, another way to do that is just by giving birth. And that is what I am doing. I uh, Well, you're not giving birth. Well, I'm not giving birth. No, but me and my wife are. And so we're growing the fan thing, base yeah. that way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, very excited. Who knows uh, if she comes here before then, we'll we'll get her thoughts on uh, Remember the Titan. <laughs> Who do you think it'll be? Probably someone from this year's team, I imagine. I think you could, your wife could bring your daughter into this world and she could probably start for the Jacksonville Jaguars within three weeks. I, Oh, I don't doubt that at all. Right. And somewhere. Yes. And be cuter than the, uh, the girl they have playing quarterback right now, you know, but do you <laughs> trust her with a man like urban Meyer is the real question. That's no, and she's not getting anywhere near. She's not getting within the same state as urban Meyer. I don't care. She's not going to Ohio or Florida. I don't care. Like you just have to keep your distance from that dude. My goodness. I, I'm going to have to teach her that right when she like, that's the first thing I'll teach her. See this man. We do not, do not get anywhere close to this man and definitely don't sit on his lap. All right. <laughs> you can sit on Santa's lap. Not this guy's uh, before we get into uh, Julio Jones returning, which is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. It's good news for the Titans. Um, look, this is a week to get healthy. This is a week to, kind of just sit on your ass, watch other teams play football, not have to stress about the Titans uh, losing a game that they probably should. Well, that was, like, that was this past weekend, right? But we, Yeah, we yeah, did, yeah. This past Sunday. Officially Jags hate week, but we're not, we don't have a game to react to. However, there is right. tons of news to get to. Yes, yes. Just inside the building, but around the league. Yes, uh, but before we get to Julio Jones uh, and talking about that, and we, yeah, we will have a shield shower coming up. Um do you guys remember a Titan named Derrick Henry? Because does that name ring a bell? It's ringing a bell, but I can't quite. I don't know if I could pick him out of a lineup. 
Well, yeah, uh, just look up, and then yeah, that'll be that that guy is okay. Derrick Henry. Like, okay. <laughs> if you're looking sure. at a lineup, just do whoever makes you tilt your head up. That <laughs> is Derrick Henry. Uh, he was named the Titans Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. How about that? Good. I mean, is he is he a man though? Is he technically human? Is he a mortal being? No, he should be the uh, he should be the uh, Walter Payton rhinoceros of the year. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that sounds a lot better. That's what like he should that. be. He should he, he he's the front runner for rhinoceros of the year, uh, but he's just in the running for man of the year. Uh, also, I should point out while we're talking about Derrick Henry, also third in the NFL in rushing, and we're entering week fourteen. Guys, he hasn't played since week eight. He's These third in the backs, NFL. Man. These running backs are just no good. They don't, that shows you just why the perspective is what it is around the league at, at the running back position. Right. Derrick Henry is an anomaly and maybe Jonathan Taylor is too, but not at the same level that Derrick Henry is clearly. No, no it, it um, took him, it took him four weeks to catch him in rushing yards. Where are these other guys? I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's not even the starting running back on his team anymore. It looks like Tony Pollard's yeah. kind of taken over. I mean, Nick yeah. Chubb, he, he gets hurt quite a lot and you know, they got the best RB two in the league. Well, it, it's it's it's, it's that, weird that there. But that just a lot goes back to the top. That just goes back to our conversations we've had over and over and over again about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry isn't built like, and like it, it is true for for running backs. The the shelf life is not long. Look at Zeke Elliott. That's a prime example. He was one of the best running backs in this sport, and now what? Where is he? He's like he's fading away. It's it's kind of like that scene from uh, Endgame. Where everyone's like, I don't feel so well, Mr. Stark. Like those are like those are running backs after four years. They just start to evaporate into air. And that, except for Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is the Thanos. He's the guy who snaps his fingers and controls all of that. He like, and, and yes, you could be like, oh well, what are you talking about, dude? He's injured this year. Yeah, he's in like, but freak injury and like like Derrick to me still has probably four more years at least in him. Is well, that crazy to think? It's, no, I don't think it's crazy. Because he, he's, I, he's, I built, he's just built – he's just a completely different beast. And, like, to – like, you're right. Running backs have short shelf lives, but not a Derrick Henry. Like, he's just – I don't know. He's just – So, uh, the, the list goes – Jonathan Taylor leads the league. He's got 1,348 rushing yards. Joe Mixon, the next closest, with just 978. Yeah. Joe yeah. Mixon's had a great year, and he's scored 12 touchdowns. Not you know it's still less than Taylor's sixteen, but Derrick Henry in eight games scored ten touchdowns and had nine hundred thirty-seven rushing. And that yards. that's because, like if you put, if Derrick Henry put a put some fingers in the dirt, he'd be a defensive end. Mm-hmm. Like he has the size, like he's he's as big as Jeffrey Simmons is. So, like by the way, Austin, in the report this week we were talking about Julio. Mm-hmm. Ian Rappaport uh, went on and said, you know. Julio Jones, he his practice window's open. He's he's been activated off IR to, um, or he hasn't been activated off IR. Oh yeah, I guess he has been. He's on the, he's on the designated IR. to return from injured reserve list. Which there's a 21 day practice window to activate him, uh, if my understanding of that's correct. But in the same report, Rapoport said that Derrick Henry um, will return sometime later this season. Uh, he. he there was an innuendo towards that in the same report. So it, it, it got a lot of Titans fans excited. A to Z took it and ran with it on Instagram. You can go find it there if you missed it throughout the week. But that's big news because uh, remember, initially Schefter said he was done for the year. Right, when it right. happened, Schefter ruled. He, he, said, he said, you know what, Derrick Henry's done for the season. 
doesn't look that way anymore. And, you know, with each passing week, he gets closer and closer to returning. I don't expect it to be in the regular season, but could you imagine if the Titans were able to hold on? And we'll get to the standings here shortly. The Titans were able to hold on to that two or three seed and really just win the AFC South. He would return for a home game in Nissan Stadium in the playoffs. That the atmosphere would just be electric. Oh my gosh, dude! Don't I'm 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 gonna be honest. I'm getting a chub just thinking about it. But like, let's, I yeah. I mean, it would be it would be crazy. I, I I couldn't imagine any atmosphere like it. And um, there's been some crazy atmospheres at Nissan in recent years. But when you talk about the injuries, um, you got Julio and Crookshank activated off IR they're eligible to return doesn't mean they will this week but they're eligible to next week Bud Dupree for a revenge game against his uh former Pittsburgh Steelers yes would be eligible to come off look I don't know if he would this is it doesn't mean he's going to be activated for the game but he would be eligible to return hopefully he will because uh, last week we went over those numbers of what this defense is with Bud Dupree and what it is without Bud Dupree And just the massive change uh, between the two. And if he can get healthy for that Steelers game, which after them knocking off the the Ravens, which I, I know the Ravens are the Ravens. Like they're, I think they're, they're, the record isn't how good they actually it's are. All of those coin flips. We talked about it, it last a lot week. Of, a lot and of then coin they turned around games. and they lost a coin flip against the Steelers going yes. for two at the end of the right. game. Yes. So like to Water's finding its level. I, I just think that like that, but that Steelers win, like that Steelers game is important because they are going to be scratching and clawing for their life, mm-hmm. their playoff life. So, you know, they're going to be desperate. Look, Big Ben is not what he used to be, but it's still tough to win at Heinz Field. And so that win, if you can get Bud Dupree back for that game, if you can get that defense that much infinitely better as, as we've gone over, like with just Bud Dupree's presence, because again, Bud Dupree isn't one of those guys who racks up five sacks in a game or racks up, you know, uh, he's not Chris Jones going against the Titans. Sorry. Chandler I'm sorry. Jones. Chandler, Chandler Jones. Sorry. That was that, yeah, that's the Chiefs. So rough. Like, um, it's the, the thing is, it's not just Bud Dupree, right? And it's not just the guys on IR. That's what we, that's what we yeah. said last week. They've got guys like Rashawn Evans, who hasn't played since week seven with an ankle injury. They've yeah. got guys like David Long Jr. who hasn't played since week nine after he's I'm, dealing after he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. I miss him. What, what's the update on him? Is he? Is uh, there any any Wednesday idea to Friday? For- Wednesday to Friday is always the period of time to monitor these players coming off of injury and coming back from injury. So we'll see if they can get in any limited practices. A full session would be surprising for David Long Jr. Who you know hamstrings linger. I don't. Is, know, is you know, he? He's on IR though, isn't he? I, I don't believe that David Long Jr. landed on IR. Okay. Which is kind of interesting because he's been out since week nine and we're heading right. into week 14. But um, then you also have Jeremy McNichols and Nate Davis who have both been, you know, out with concussions. Nate Davis is, I mean, that has to be pretty serious because he hasn't played since the Saints game with yeah. a concussion. And I mean, same with McNichols. He also left that game with a concussion. So these, those are both seemingly pretty serious and, but, but, you know, you get these four guys back. That's huge. And and then, obviously, week 16, you're able to get Chris Jackson, which has been, even after he was drafted in the seventh round a couple seasons ago, a very valuable piece of the secondary. He can he can wear a couple different hats. And then A.J. Brown, both eligible to return week 16. Do they do it? Again, it's not a guarantee that they play week 16, but they are eligible to return, and they could play. 
So we'll have to monitor those as, as you know, time moves along this week, Wednesday through Friday being the important days to watch. But this Titans team, and there's been there, there there's a graphic that I, t- I sent you, Austin. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, this about- was making the rounds, uh, I want to say, uh, last week. And this thing is, it, it's so, it's so funny. It's, it's basically a, it's a bar graph of all 32 teams in the NFL. And it shows how many players have been active for all, uh, I think it, it, it was from last week. So all 13 weeks. Yeah, so um, number of players that have been active for every 2021 game for each team. Yes. So how many guys per team have played in every single game, played or been active in every single game this season? And you've got the you've got the Chiefs and the Bengals rounding out the top. They had the most, which at, at like 32, I want to say. 32 right behind them are the Bills, the Rams, and the Eagles at 31. Yes. So so that right there should give you an idea. So they uh, of their 53-man roster, the Chiefs have had 32 players active for every game this season. Mm-hmm. Now you're probably like, okay, well, where are the Titans at on this uh, list? <laughs> they are dead last with 13. 13 guys have been the active next, for every game this season. The next closest team, surprisingly, to their credit, the Arizona Cardinals with 18. But that means they have had five more players than the Titans have to that have dressed out for every single or been active for every single game. That is absurd, guys. Like, I, and it can't be overstated enough. Like, this Titans team, man, they they set an NFL record for the uh, most number of players that have uh, dressed for for you know in a 86, season. Eighty six guys have been used this season for the Titans, a, a record since I believe nineteen ninety three. Um, John Glennon put that out there uh, last week, but and then and then you have this on Twitter from Damian Woody. What John Harbaugh is doing in Baltimore is damn near a miracle with all yep. the injuries they have. Yeah, no, with all the injuries know. they have. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Which they the they Ravens, have been they have been pretty banged up. No, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, they have been banged up, and it's true. Like you know, like yeah, like they're not as banged up as the Titans, but like they deserve all of the credit in the world. The Titans don't deserve any of the credit in the world, even though they <laughs> they've set a record, and um, the Titans are literally, uh, literally are a higher seeded AFC team than the Ravens currently uh, with more conference wins and more uh, better division record than the Ravens. Uh, They're currently at the two seed and the Ravens are merely the three seed. You can't look, it cannot be overstated what John Harbaugh has done with the Ravens by barely uh, squeaking out wins against the lions and the bears. Uh, Like, yeah. And and, the Colts. and yes, and losing to the Steelers. Yeah, like it cannot be stated enough what he has done with this team. Granted, granted that, you know, Mike Vrabel has had to coach up 86 different guys this season <laughs> in NFL record. Uh, and it, we're only in week 14. We're only heading into week 14. Yeah, but no, no, no. John Harbaugh deserves all the credit. It's John Harbaugh. Guys, you can never give a Harbaugh enough credit granted one of them just one of them just freaking won the big 10 for his first time in a half a decade at his school and uh beat his rival for the first time in uh at his school but look harbaugh's cannot get enough credit they John can't get harbaugh, enough credit or enough milk because jim harbaugh drinks milk every jim, time oh, he goes out it's a thing yeah. look it up and you think about how much milk he had 
uh, on on Saturday night. Oh, I bet he was so milked up on Saturday night. I'm surprised they didn't uh, pour the Gatorade cooler full of milk. Yeah, that that you know how you bet which color Gatorade comes out of the. They ought to put <laughs> an extra option for milk. Maybe a yeah, I lost ten out. grand on that bet. I I, I had white as uh, <laughs> the my color bet. of the Gatorade. Yeah, uh, but, but no, no back, yeah, back John Harbaugh. Stat. Look, so yeah, Damian Woody's right. All credit to John Harbaugh, honestly. And, and to to the stat that we just talked about, the Titans only having thirteen guys active for every game this season. The yeah. Ravens have twenty five. Oh, so, 25. So, okay. So over uh, almost half of uh, like double, almost double of what the uh, Titans had. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but give John Harbaugh the credit. Um, I also wanted to be known. So I, I tweeted, uh, I, I tweeted this earlier. Uh, you, you clapped back at Damian Woody. Oh yeah. I did clap back at Damian Woody. Yes. I said, uh, yeah, you clearly haven't heard of the medical ward in Nashville there, Damian. Jeez. <laughs> Damian. What, what kind of name is Damien? I, if I was Damien, I would not go into media after my football career was over. I'd just kind of hide in a cabin. He uh, is huge, though. The, um, the, so Andrew Siciliano tweeted out the updated AFC standings after the Patriots beat the Bills, which we'll get into. No thanks to the Bills. Damn it. Uh, so the Patriots are the one seed. The Titans are the two seed. All right? So the Titans are currently sitting at the two seed. And so I tweeted this. I said, you know, the Titans have lost two straight games. They have the most injured team in NFL history, which is not hyperbole. Uh, They still have the second seed in the AFC. And yes, there is a lot of football left, but to me, perspective is important. This is, this is really impressive job by the Titans this season. Okay. That is, and, and so I just tweeted that out. Um, And, uh, and for whatever reason, uh, uh, what is it? He hate V on uh, Twitter. Oh yeah. V love. Yes, he uh, he he tweeted at me to let me know that my tweet was uh, was now featured. It was tagged on Twitter as Baltimore Ravens um, news, I guess, like in the Baltimore Ravens topic. So for whatever reason, that's not um, Ravens propaganda. It's not Ravens propaganda, but it, it's now suddenly becoming Ravens propaganda. So some Ravens people are are hopping into my uh, mentions on this tweet. One of which at Raven Wizard with two D's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Probably because he's a dumb dumb. Uh, he say he tweets most injuries in NFL history isn't saying much. <laughs> <laughs> what he says? He said any team can lose players to injury. Now look at the Ravens, who have the all caps most significant injuries on season-ending IR, and we eight and four elite organization. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> he said most injuries in NFL history isn't saying much. Isn't I don't know how you could say more. Yeah. Like uh, no Raven joke. Wizards. Like if you're talking about injuries, if you have the most injured team in NFL history, how can you say more? And look, don't get me wrong. As you said, Jack, like the, the Ravens are legitimately banged up. They have a lot of guys on season ending IR. They just added one this week. Uh Marlon Humphreys, I think. Yeah, just Marlon got added. Is is done. So, like, they're very banged up. Don't get me wrong. The Ravens are very banged up. And it started from before the season. You remember when they had two guys tear their ACL in the same – I think it was on back-to-back plays in camp. Gus Edwards was one of them. I forget who the other was. Um, J.K. Dobbins did it as well. Uh, Yeah, they're using walk-ons at running back. And you're like, what? The NFL, they don't have walk-ons. That's that's my point exactly. They're banged (laughs) up. They they are banged up. But but the Titans are the most – 
literally the most injured team in NFL history. Yeah, but that yeah, but most something. injuries most injuries in NFL history isn't saying much, Jack. Yeah. Well, to Ravens <laughs> Wizard, maybe. And here's uh, where the, but, uh, you, you want to go ahead and get to the playoff picture and what it looks like at this point. Let's do it. Let's yeah, let's and let's kind of tie this into a shield shower because I got a few other headlines we'd like to get to. But um, but yeah, okay, let, let's, let's start at the top. So okay, Monday Night Football. Mac Jones had to throw the ball three times to beat the Bills. What does that say about the Bills? Uh, how can how can Buffalo not establish a run game with wind gusts up to fifty miles an hour at home in Buffalo? Um, in temperatures that are below freezing. I, well, and, and I'm Brian like, Dayball, I'm, that is, that is a huge indictment of, of Brian Dayball. And, and, but how embarrassing is that for the Patriots to run the ball every single play, but three and still eke out a win. Yes. And, and on the road, I'm kind of torn on this though. Cause it's not like the bills defense played bad. They, they only gave up one touchdown on a long run and then, uh, and then a couple of field goals. So, like the, the the Bills defense didn't play well. If anything, it's like the the Bills offense needs to like get some crap because they had the the ball in the red zone twice and they failed to punch it in uh including twice in the last in the final quarter. Yeah. So the ball that the ball that found Diggs in the end zone that he wasn't able to bring down was was uh, ultimately kind of what lost him the game. That, but that one stings, but the good news is the Bills play the Patriots in 2 weeks. Yeah, they'll, they'll get a shot at them. So here's where we are. The Patriots are in first. They have yeah. the one seed right now. They're nine and four, a half game above the Titans, Ravens, and Chiefs, who are all eight and four. Now, the conference record is going to play uh, a big factor in because behind head-to-head, you go to AFC record. So while the Patriots have the head-to-head over the Titans and currently over Buffalo with another game coming, they're seven and one in the AFC. They're sitting pretty right now. Yeah. Um, the Patriots, their final four games because they're on a bye this week, the latest bye in NFL history, week 14 in the longest season in NFL history, 17 games. The Patriots are going to finish on the road at Indy. Coming out of the bye, they go to Indy. They host. Do, wait, which, I mean, like at what point, at what point do we root for the Colts in that game? I think at the point that it's kicked off, we root for the Colts. As long as the Titans are taking care of business, the Titans have to do their uh, do their job against the Jaguars. Yeah. But um, that Colts game, we're in the season where next week there's going to be some games on Saturday. I love that part of the season. Late in the season, yeah. you get some Saturday a, games. Yeah. While college football's off, you know, getting ready for bowl season. So that'll be fun in not not this week, but the following week. They'll they'll go to Indianapolis. Then they, they play the Bills and the Jags at home, finish on the road in Miami. The Patriots are going to have to lose two games. Because and the Titans are probably going to have to. I mean, the Titans are going to well, have to. The Titans cannot end with the same record as the Patriots because no, the they got to finish have, the game better. They have the they have the tiebreaker over the Titans with that win. So if Indy and Buffalo are to knock off New England and the Patriots then beat Jacksonville and Miami, we expect them to beat them. That would put them at eleven and six, meaning the Titans would need to be twelve and five in order to get the one seed. Now, will they lose those two games? I'm not so sure, but the Titans, in order to finish 12 and 5, have to go 4 and 1 against Jacksonville on the road at Pittsburgh. Then you get San Fran and Miami at home, finish on the road at Houston. So it's not, you know, it's not asking too much for the Titans to finish 4 and 1. But yeah. that's what they're probably going to have to do and get some help from the Colts and the Bills 
in order to wrap up that number one. Well, and I mean, and it's like, yeah, it's like the Titans are also chasing the Patriots now, but also you have to watch your heels too, because you've got the Ravens and you've got the Chiefs, which the Chiefs are coming on extremely strong and they play... I, I said this uh, the other day on uh, one of my other podcasts, uh, and I, I I don't know if I'm just being crazy, but to me, like the AFC West kind of sucks. Um, it's to me, it's like the AFC South with just like a fresher coat of paint. Um, and I and I and I really? get this because like the AFC South really sucks. Like the Titans are very fortunate to play in the AFC South. Don't get me wrong. Um, with the quarterbacks you know, out west, though, I mean, you got Mahomes. Herbert and Carr. I mean, Bridgewater yeah, you'd think, knows. you'd think, but look at their records. Look at their records. Like they're all like, they're all like five or more lost teams. And I, I just feel like it's not, I, the chiefs have like an easy path The the, the Broncos have, haven't beaten the chiefs since Peyton Manning retired. Well, let's get there. Let's get there. So we have the Titans at the number two spot. Yeah. They are five and three in the AFC. Remember the Patriots are seven and one. Yep. Um, the Titans to finish have those five games I just mentioned. They're ahead of the Ravens right now because the Ravens are five and four. So they have one more loss in conference. Um, the Ravens finish at Cleveland. They host Green Bay. They go to Cincinnati. Then they host the Rams and they finish with the Steelers at home. That is a gauntlet of five games. That is going to yeah. be tough to get through. Well, in the entire AFC North, has the toughest has four of the five toughest schedules to finish out the season we talked earlier after the titans got through their gauntlet they had the easiest schedule in football on the way out the door um after getting through what was a really tough gauntlet um and the the titans can kind of the titans can kind of i don't want to say coast but you know what i mean like they they it's an easy it's the easiest schedule they don't have uh, to play their best against any of these teams that they have coming up i think right what you mean Whereas the 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 AFC North, they all like. There's not a lot of room for error. They they all have the four of the five toughest schedules in football on the, uh, uh, to close out the season. So, so the the Ravens, I, I mean, I think we could be looking, especially with the way Lamar Jackson's been playing lately, with a lot of turnovers, a lot of interceptions. You could be looking at a couple of losses for the Ravens. So hopefully. the Titans, the Titans have to keep pace with the Ravens. And um, make sure that if they lose, it it comes to either uh, – well, I mean, they have four. The only NFC game they would have is San Francisco. So if the Titans were to drop one, you would prefer it to be uh, out of conference against yeah. the Niners. Yeah, That game's at home on Thursday night before – two days before Christmas. So the Ravens are behind them a half game because of their uh, record in the AFC. Then you have the Chiefs, also 8-4, and four, just like the Titans and Ravens. Their conference record is 3-4. and four. They're not going to win that tiebreaker, and the Titans also have head-to-head, so they're going to have to finish a clear game above um, the Titans. And I believe the Ravens also beat them earlier in the season. They did, so, yeah. So you, they're going to have to finish a full game above the Ravens and the Titans. Now the Chiefs another, to finish the season. That was another coin Ravens coin flip win. Exactly. Uh, to, to, finish, to finish the season, the Chiefs host the Raiders, go on the road to the Chargers, um, then you'll get Pittsburgh at home. You go on the road to finish the season at the Bengals, at the Broncos. Not overly difficult there. So the Chiefs could kind of weasel their way into that number two spot. Um, but number one still being unlikely. Um, 
but those are the four teams you really have to worry about. Those are the, those are the teams everyone's circling. Obviously, you can't forget about New or I mean Indianapolis, but they've got a tough schedule. They've get they got the Patriots, the, uh, the Cardinals, the Raiders, and the Jaguars. So a couple losable games in there as well for for the Colts who have to be essentially perfect in order to take the AFC South. So uh, I mean, if you're Titans fans right now. This week, you are pulling big for the Buccaneers. The Bills go on the road to Buff- or to Tampa Bay. Um, you are a, a big fan next week for the Colts. As long as the Titans beat the Jaguars, you'll be able to cheer for the Colts. And um, obviously pulling for Las Vegas and Cleveland to get there, to, to do their jobs against Kansas City and the Ravens. But, I mean, the Titans right now, you can't really worry about who's behind you. you got to keep winning. Yeah, because these just are keep five- – look, and that's the thing. That's the thing for the Titans, the biggest thing. The Titans keep winning. They they're in good position. They have five the beatable the teams. Way. They yes. have five. Be- they do not need to look elsewhere for help. They should be able to help themselves. You start with Jacksonville. You get the offense back on track. You let the defense get healthy. No matter. I mean, that may take an extra week, an extra two to get Bud Dupree back, um, and some of these linebackers where they're very thin at Monty Rice also being on IR. So the Titans just have to focus on you know do their job and let the rest fall into place because I think it will. A lot of these teams have very difficult schedules to finish up the season. Um, Kansas City, in my opinion, Kansas City is the one to watch. I Yes, um, I with, agree. With the way they're playing and their, their schedule. Because, they're, because their defense is playing better. And that, that was the thing at the start of the season that put them in the hole that they were at. Their defense was terrible. It, it was awful. And now their defense is starting to put it together. And we know what their offense can do. Granted, their offense has not been their offense in years past, but there's a bad Chiefs offense is still a good offense for most NFL teams. And yeah. so, and I'm not worried can, about the Ravens really because I think Green Bay and lost the, the Rams will trip them up. And then they got to find a way to not lose to the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers, all pretty tough games, divisional games. Um, there so uh the the chiefs are my main concern buffalo after the way they played last night i'm not very scared of them i wouldn't mind hosting buffalo's buffalo's broken buffalo's broken they're they're going through some serious things right now and um i'll say this the the bye week for the titans could not have come at a better time they started they were starting to bleed a little bit there with the the texans loss and then the patriots loss that bye week was a, was the band-aid that the Titans needed to stop the bleeding. And, um, and then to come back with the Jaguars that hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed. Cause obviously any given Sunday, the, you know, we saw what happened with the Texans week. It should be a get right game. And so hopefully it, the Titans can take out some frustrations on little brother down in Jacksonville. And there's no it, more. It's well, just the Nashville, Jaguars. You can't, you can't go. It's just the Jaguars. If, if you know they're only eighty-five percent healthy, don't let them go. There's bigger things at play. You still got to win. Yes. I mean, you're going to go into the playoffs with just about every guy on your roster not being one hundred percent. You got to find a way to win these last four, yeah. four out of these last five at the bare minimum. Um, uh, to do that, you give yourself a shot to host throughout the playoffs, at least up until the conference championship game. A few other uh, shield shower topics. Um, Will Compton signed with an NFL team. The boy. Is it the Titans? Him. No, it is not. It is. He signed with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So congrats to him. Uh, always happy to see him do well, mainly because my man, God love him. He was, he's been like live tweeting every Sunday, every <laughs> he's, week. He misses it so much. He needs to be back out there. So mm-hmm. good for him. Hopefully, for hopefully he finishes out the year uh, out there in Las Vegas. Um, the Titans flyover. 
uh, under investigation. Did you see this? It was no. big news last week. No, uh, fill me in. The the flyover that happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think I think ahead uh, of Veterans Day, the flyover was like really low to the stadium. Like to the point where like people in the nosebleeds were sitting higher than the actual helicopters. It's it's wild. If you haven't seen some of these videos, it, you can find them anywhere. Uh, they're all over Titans Reddit. But well, also, so what are they investigating them for? For being too awesome? The, I guess the yes, the the awesome police is like, whoa, hang on, do you have a warrant to be this awesome? Um, I think it's the FAA is the one that's like investigating because like you're not allowed to fly that close to a stadium. No matter how badass it is, apparently there's rules about this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it's like apparently, you know, it's like ever Somebody's since always got to be a wet blanket about something. Yeah, right. Ever since terrorists started using airplanes and stuff, it's like now it's like oh, we got to make all these rules. Blah, blah. I guess that's fair considering there's what over sixty thousand people in a stadium. With yeah, but if it's like a military, if it's like a military vessel, I You're feel like if they're on our side, they're cool to do it. I think so. Okay. And look, even if they do, let's say they do crash into the scoreboard and or the stadium and injure some people. They're still servicemen and women. They 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 sacrifice for this country. You know, like I'm I'm So you're saying that they're already in the plus column. They're allowed to take out a couple. They, they get can... a pass. If they crash okay. a helicopter into the stadium, they get a pass. They they should not be under investigation. I look, I think whoever said I think the FAA they're not, they don't love America. There, I said it. <laughs> oh, hey, look, let the Titans have cool flyovers. I'm surprised. I, I, I can't believe I haven't heard about that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in, in, interesting stuff. So we'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the, the, look, if, if, if the, the people who did the flyover are listening to this podcast, just know we got your back. You guys are, you guys are cool by us. If yeah, you want to fly, worry. if you want to fly over my house really low, I'll let you. I, you know, I'll let I, you actually, you know, just put us in the plane. We'll take all the blame for it. Oh, sure. And then yeah. he'll be off the hook and then we'll figure out how, how to get out of it. Yeah. So, Look, um, I, if, if like people who fly drones are allowed to fly like close to the stadiums, like I'm pretty sure military people, personnel should be able to as well. Um, also last thing in the shield shower, um, uh, before we get a word from our friends at DraftKings, um, Jack, I got a question. Are we boycotting Courtyard by Marriott. Well, I, I can I can boycott anything. Uh, you just got to tell me why. Okay, all right. I like that. Look, I, I like that. I like that mindset. I like that mentality. Um, and look, I'm not a fan of cancel culture, but like if you just say boycott, it it's like a, it's a totally different thing. You get the pass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, like I'm not a fan of boy uh, of cancel culture, but I love boycott culture. What happened at Courtyard Marriott? So Courtyard by Marriott last night during Monday Night Football. They aired a commercial, brand new commercial from all I know. Stars Devontae Adams, okay? Devontae Adams, Green Bay Packers wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the sport. I'll give him that. He's, he's great. Granted, he's, he's been, he benefits from having one of the best quarterbacks in the sport. But, you know, um, it, and so it shows him, you know, lining up at wide receiver. Cold game at night, Green Bay. Oh, who's I he lining I, up against? I think I saw this commercial. The Tennessee Titans. Yeah, That's right. I saw that one. You know, we complain all the time that the Titans get no love nationally. They're never in any commercials. Even I, I remember uh, ahead of the 2019 playoffs, uh, the 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 Titans were um, they, they did the NFL released a playoff promo video, and the Titans had literally 
one and a half seconds in the video. Uh, it was an entire 60 second spot. Every team was featured except for the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, the bills had a half second. The Titans had one and a half seconds. So like even in the NFL's own propaganda films for their own playoffs, the Titans get no love. Um, so finally the Titans are getting love getting featured in, in uh, a national commercial for courtyard by Marriott, except it shows Devonte Adams just one catching a one-handed pass for a touchdown yeah, over a Titans DB number 45. And you're like, who's the Titans DB number 45. Amount I don't know, but that's the most realistic part about this entire commercial is that the Titans are playing a DB that we don't know who he is because in this year of injuries, the Titans are playing DBs that we don't know who they are. So that to me is the only realistic part about this whole commercial mm-hmm. that, and the fact that Devonte Adams going off against the Titans. I won't, I simply won't stand for that. Austin. I, I it, it gives I will me not PTSD. Be staying at Courtyard Marriott for the near future. All right, good, good. Let's do it. Let's let, screw you, Courtyard by Marriott. You, you, you know, I and you know what? I'll throw residents in in there too because that's a Marriott. Hey, ho- I'll just if, go all Marriott hotels. And if any of you guys that are listening are staying at a Courtyard by Marriott, maybe the next time you go to the bathroom, leave the seat up. You know, just do little things. Don't leave do, a don't leave be a du- Yeah, leave a dookie in the upper deck. Right, yeah, an upper decker. Yeah, Leave something it. like that. Something small to show them. Hey, you did something wrong. Make the make the board get together. Why are there so many upper decker poops in our toilets all of a sudden? Say, yeah, right. Like, hmm, well, Titans fans have been staying at the hotel at an unreasonably high rate. Yeah. Did we look, do something you think, to them? You think Titans Twitter is strong? Just wait till you meet Titans shitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like we will go to town on you, Courtyard by Marriott. If you um, stay at a, a Courtyard Marriott upper deck, poop their toilets, ruin their plumbing. I mean, they tried to embarrass the Titans in front of the nation. Wait, two can play at that game, Courtyard by Marriott. And it really was Devontae Adams went off for like 142 yards last year against the Titans. That game that, was that game was hell. That was it was hell. It was it was it frozen hell because it was mm-hmm. snowing. Um, and I, 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 I did not want to be reminded of that courtyard by Marriott. So, and you know, what's you know, what's the worst part about this. My wife's a Marriott member. Like when she travels for work, she, she stays at Marriott. Well, that's perfect. We have an inside source here. We, we, we've got somebody who, who can get on the inside of these walls and maybe, Oh, you're saying my wife should be the one to drop the upper decker in the toilet or after the baby comes, maybe. The baby does it. You can't get mad at a baby. You can't get mad at a baby. There is look, there's many holds holds in the this baby world. above the the second deck of the toilet and just let her go right. at it. And if there's one thing babies do a lot, it's poop. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we could probably get a lot of poop in that upper deck. All, all right, right, all right, cool. So we're we're boycotting uh, your baby courtyard by Marriott. Her first life mission will be to destroy courtyard Marriott. Yeah. So uh, boycotting courtyard. If you're currently at a courtyard just go ahead and leave an upper decker for upper uh, on behalf of the tighten up podcast all around um, all right for, uh, let's get a, a word real quick uh, from our friends at DraftKings. football fans i'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring nfl game but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl you'll be a winner once a single point scored new customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score can win 100 in free bets it's that simple DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code A to Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. And while I've got you, let's go ahead and talk about the Ridge. It's the best barbecue in Sylvan Park. You can find them right off Charlotte and 54th Ave. Um, the Ridge is known for its originals on the menu. They've got an unbeatable catfish sandwich. Or if you're in the mood for just a nice burger, the Ridge Burger is tough to beat. They have plenty of barbecue options, including Not Yo Mama's Barbecue Sandwich that make my mouth water just by reading the menu. And the menu is one of the most unique menus you'll be able to find in the whole city of Nashville. It's a great place to watch a game, too. Nothing goes with football like the Ridge's game day wings. You can watch games upstairs at their attic bar. It's pretty awesome. It's kind of um, closed off out of the way, so you and your buds can go up and have the whole bar to yourself, knock down a couple of cold ones with some great food, and if you tell them that A to Z Sports sent you, you'll receive a 10% discount on your order. So when you go to the Ridge, tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll give you a 10% discount on your entire order. Download the Ridge app to access their curbside contactless delivery to safely enjoy Nashville's best barbecue. Head to the Ridge this weekend if you want to get out of the house to watch some football or some basketball with some great food and an adult beverage or two. When you go, because I know you will, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. Still want to update uh, you on the MVP death pool. Got to remember the Titan. But before we get to all of that, we must first do one of our favorite segments, uh, a segment that we just brought back a couple of weeks ago, and then we had to uh, kind of reverse it and and do the flip because the Texans ended up beating the Titans uh, a couple of weeks ago. Look, I yeah, no that, we didn't I, see that coming. That, that, we, that's no, not fair to us. No, we did not see that coming. Um also, I should point out, like, I don't know if you can hear. I don't know if it's coming through on my mic. But yeah, do you hear that? You've got, a, you've got a nice, like, parka on, don't you? I'm still wearing my jacket because I'm in Chicago, Illinois. And I don't know why no one warned me about this, but it is freezing cold here. Like, freezing ass cold. Like, I'm talking, like, Titans, Cowboys, Christmas night, uh, 2002, cold. Like, it is, it is freezing, guys. Like, it is... It's unbearably cold. And um, and so I I told Jack, I said, you know what? I'm not taking my jacket off for it. I'm inside right now. I'm in my heated home. He's got, a, I think, a hoodie under the jacket and a beanie on top. I do. The man is layered. I have a Brentwood rugby uh, hoodie on underneath here. And and uh, and my jacket, my thermo, thermocold jacket and, um, and a beanie on. And it's like, I'm, look, I, I, I think it's just because I never want to be cold for the rest of my life ever again. It, it was a, uh, it was 13 degrees when I walked to my car this morning to get to work. Uh, Good not, thing you moved to a city that's um, in the South and has no um, wind chill aspect. Jack, why did you let me move here? Why did I, you not say I something? had no choice in the matter? Austin. I, I feel like you could have just been like, Oh, Hey, like congrats on, you know, moving to Chicago, but like maybe don't cause it's hella cold there. I did. You never asked for my opinion, or else I would have told you. I, mean, I would have said, true. "Hey, man, Nashville, Nashville's calling. Let's go. Let's get a little backyard studio. We can both live out in the shed or something." Oh, that would be uh, cool. And yeah, oh, we nice yeah, would have said something. Yeah, you, you get the you get it. Maybe you could put probably fit a cot in there, and there's I think a lawnmower back there. 
um, be a nice place to raise a family. But you chose you chose Chicago and in a, a townhome. So damn, that's your damn fault. it, damn it, damn it. Um, also, do you think uh, I I think um, I think it was Chip Adcock who tweeted uh, the podcast. Do you think Do you think we didn't get nominated for the Sobros podcast? Oh, best Sobros. of Nashville podcast. We we're still mountain. We're still mad at them. Yeah, shout out all of the Tuppers that that tweeted at them, which a lot of you did. Um, every Tupper that that tweeted at them to let them know, like you're writing in the Titan Up podcast for your best best Nashville sports podcast. Um, shout out to all of you. You guys came up huge, and that was so funny. I I I was dying laughing with every single tweet that came rolling in. But uh, uh, but yeah, it's like, do you think Sobros or Chip tweeted and said that? Um, like, do you think like they didn't choose our podcast or nominate our podcast because I live in Chicago? Do you think I'm holding us back? Man, that's a good question. I'm certainly not holding us back. Because I like to think of us as like a Nashcago podcast. It's like a little hybrid. I don't like I, I'm from Nashville. You know? I don't like that. I don't like being Nashcago. I just want to okay. be Nashville. What about Shiville? Chival? Chicagoville. Okay, no, that's even worse. All right. Well, look, working title. <laughs> you, it's just, it's got to be one of those things like um, in Remember the Titan, not Remember the Titan. No. Any given Sunday. No, 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 no. Uh, there's not a Friday Night Lights TV show oh, where that okay. one kid after after Coach Taylor switched schools, he had a mailbox on this side of town so he could he could go to school at um, at Dillon. You you need to you need to have a residency, whether it's just like a tiny hut or something in Nashville, so that way the podcast could officially be declared a Nashville podcast. Right, like so I can be zoned, so I can go to the private school that's yes. like out of yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's not zoned for me. Yeah, you, uh, you get Brentwood instead of Ravenwood. Did you ever see Friday Night Lights the movie? Yes. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I actually, I this is one Jack. I promise. Wouldn't lie to me. I promise. What's the name of the star running back in the movie? Miles. All right. All right. See, I'm telling you, man, I'm getting hot right now. Don't let me get hot in references and movie references. I'm catching up to you. Shrek uh, last week. All right. All right. Let's not. Movie let's Miles not this there. week. Jack, let's you don't want to go there. There's there's a lot of places. Interstellar. Like, a lot of places you would like to go, and that is not one of them. Okay. Yeah. Not on that my is, magic carpet with Aladdin. You do not want to go there. Gosh, you referenced Will Smith as a lad. My gosh. Uh, all right. So we're talking about the Texans. We're uh, we're bringing back laughing at the Texans. You know why? Because the one ten and one Lions are still alive for the playoffs. I need last place Jaguars. The AFC South last place Jaguars still alive for the playoffs. Jack, you want to know the first team in the NFL on both conferences, <laughs> AFC and NFC, the first team Ooh. to be eliminated from playoff contention is? Man, this team just always makes me feel better. <laughs> no matter how many guys are hurt, no matter what the odds are. The Titans literally us. lost to them two weeks ago, and they're still making us feel good. <laughs> the Houston Texans would be my guess, Austin. The Houston Texans is correct. Pew, 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 pew air horn pew, 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 pew. you know what uh, the best part about that is what the houston texans are third in the afc south they're not even in last <laughs> place in the division jack they're the first team eliminated in all of football i don't even know how that's possible the lions just won their first game of the season in week 13 
and somehow they are not eliminated from the playoffs. The Lions are one ten and one and could still potentially get in the playoffs. The Texans are what two and nine and two and ten. Two and ten. The reason why they are third in the division, so they're not even last in the division, but they're the only team eliminated from playoff contention. They are two and seven in the AFC, while the Jaguars are two and five. Um, and there's still a matchup between those two. So technically, the Jaguars could win and get just enormous help from everybody. They'd probably have to be like 12 ties or something. I have no idea. Um, and Jacksonville would have to win their remaining five games. But yeah, how funny is that? Texans in third place, the only team eliminated. Uh, it's, it's just only the Texans could have this happen. It's so awesome. So Jack, uh, I mean, without further ado, you want to you want to go ahead and laugh at them? Let's do it. All right, let's laugh. (laughs) 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 The Houston Texans. Man. I love that segment because it's like it always it always starts as a fake laugh and it turns into a real laugh. I mean, even Bill oh O'Brien, uh, Bill O'Brien, Bill, Bill O'Brien, Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor, you name it, they'll always suck. Oh my gosh! But they did beat the Titans, and that wasn't long ago. So, huh? Yeah. Like, well, we laughed at the losers. Titans. You're Look, we laughed at. We did our due diligence. We laughed at the Titans. Uh, yeah. The uh, before we get to MVP death pool, also it is it is Jaguars hate week. Um, it was in fact um, on Monday of this week was the anniversary of Derrick Henry's ninety nine yarder. He, um, Jack, I don't know how to feel about this Jaguars game because, frankly, I don't know how Jared Stillman's dad feels about it. Oh, yeah, we got to ask. We've got to ask Jared Stillman's dad. Guys, um, if you're listening and, you, and you're bored on Twitter, ask Jared Stillman what his dad <laughs> thinks about this game. I love, um, I love that that – shout out to – I think his Rocky Top TN is, is on, on Twitter. Um, I, I think that's it. Forgive me for not knowing his, his, his handle off the bat, but uh, he tweeted – he, yes, Rocky Top TN Titan uh, Edward on Twitter. Um, he tweeted. He tweeted both last week. He tweeted both at Sobros and he tweeted at uh, <laughs> at Jared Stillman asking Edward's him his best. dad's opinion on the on the game. I look anyone who keeps the Jared Stillman dad thing alive. We love you like that. D- don't let the dream die. Like That's keep asking away. because because honestly, look, Jack and I we could BS our way through a podcast every single week. All right. So can some of you Austin, may think we do. So, so can Austin and Zach every morning on uh, on their live stream. Okay. Look, Buck does it for three hours on the radio and and a couple of more hours on his podcast and then his primetime show. So like, look, we all of us can be us, but none of us truly know. The only person that truly knows is Jared Stillman's dad. Not even Jared <laughs> Stillman knows. His dad knows. Okay. You know why? Because he, it was from his DNA that, that that beautiful boy named Jared Stillman came from. So we we need to, honestly, I don't care. Jared which, Stillman just annoyed the rest of the sperm. That's what he did. I, he, just, he just kept giving hot takes to the sperm on the way to the egg. And they were just like, dude, 
Get me right. out of here. No, yeah, Jared Stillman's sperm te- technically wasn't even the, the first sperm to the egg. It was just hanging out outside the egg. And it was just, it just kept giving like just the most ridiculous <laughs> sports takes you've ever heard. And it, and like the, the, the hot breath from the sperm <laughs> melted the, the hole through the egg. And that's how Jared Stillman's sperm got through the egg. That's Here's how Jared Stillman was born. It's a miracle baby situation. It, you could call it a miracle baby or just a really like crazy hot takes baby that <laughs> just like that. Finally, the egg was like, just get in here already. Jeez. My goodness. Uh, conception. And yeah. So, but, uh, but that sperm came out of Jared Stillman's dad's wing. So think about that. So Jared Stillman's dad is all knowing now somehow. <laughs> Somehow he knows everything. And Jared I, was not passed along all of the intel. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's get to the MVP death pool before Remember Titan. Um, who do we, I don't even know who we have left. Like, I guess Tom Brady is leading the way. Uh, yeah, uh, this MVP, MVP race has really kind of gone off the rails, hasn't it? Uh, you know, there seemed, there, like there is most years, I guess, after about week eight, there was a huge pack of guys, mostly quarterbacks that were in contention. Derrick Henry still at that time was playing. He he was a longer shot, but um, yeah, he was one notch ahead of Jameis Winston. Now we're seeing some separation, mainly because we've been killing most of these guys. Tom Brady's the leader of the pack, plus one seventy five. Then a big drop, plus six hundred. Aaron Rodgers is next. Then you get to Kyler Murray at seven fifty. Josh Allen at a thousand after See, a dreadful performance against New England. This MVP award is like becoming like a who are we going to give it to by default? Yeah, because like these guys are all playing pretty badly. Yeah, or or have been hurt like Kyler Murray, um, Dak Prescott plus twelve hundred, Mahomes plus fourteen hundred. You have Stafford and Jonathan Taylor at sixteen hundred. That would be your seventh, uh, the seventh best odds would be JT and Matt Stafford. And then you have Justin Herbert, 1,800, Lamar, 2,500. That rounds out your 10. You would have thought that the loss to the football team where Brady threw two picks in the first quarter would have been the nail in the coffin. But as we've said before on MVP Death Pool, for quarterbacks, for whatever reason, for quarterbacks, it takes multiple games to kill you off. All right? It's not like you're playing with the golden gun in N64 Goldeneye. Okay? Like it's you, you, it takes multiple shots to kill each person. So Brady, I think we got to put him back in the death pool. Do we double kill Brady? Yeah, I mean, you have to. I because clearly he's still alive with after that Washington football team game. I think we may have to double kill Brady and just not focus on any of these other guys because we've already done so much irreparable damage, irreparable damage to their chances to win this award. That Tom Brady's really the last guy on the list um that, that has a heartbeat at this point in the season. And so this week, Brady is going to play the Bills. The Bills coming off a bad loss. Maybe want to bounce back in Tampa Bay. And the Bills' defense is still very good. Like, and that, like, that shouldn't, like, and yeah, you remember, Tredavious like. Davis White's out for the year, but they still have a really good defense. The Bills had the best defense going into that Titans game. So, like, mm-hmm. they've had a good, like, the Bills' defense, for the most part, has had a pretty good year. But the Patriots are going to be without Antonio Brown because he's suspended three more games. You mean the Bucs? The Bucs. Yeah, the, the, the Bucs are going to be without Antonio Brown, suspended three games for fake COVID card, um, fake, fake vaccination. It's, there's going to be 14-mile-an-hour winds. It's going to be 62 degrees, so good throwing weather. But I think it's time that we double assassinate Tom Brady. Okay. Are we both going to, are we both going to go down with, the, with Brady, or should we, should we pick someone else as well? 
Man, we could pick someone. It's just there's no one really. I know there's no one really. You just else want to like kill someone to like feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like let's just screw over someone's chances. Let's just kill someone just for the heck of it. Let's see who's playing this week. Who we got? Um, kind of like how like when you play Grand Theft Auto, you just like you know like you walk outside and you just yeah, like, kill and you someone. just hit the closest person. Yeah, yeah just because um, like you want to. I no joke. Uh, in college, and I don't know if this makes me a serial killer or not, but in college, after I would have rough days, like really bad days, I would go home and I would put on Grand Theft Auto, and I would I would do a cheat code to take a helicopter up to the tallest building, and I would go to the top of the building and I would get a sniper rifle. And I would just snipe innocent civilians. And it was so therapeutic. Is that make me a terrible human? Or like, does that make me a, like a serial monster? No, I think that's a healthy way to take out your frustrations without actually killing real people. Oh, thank you. And that's the way I viewed it. You know, like I was very frustrated after, you know, like if I had a stressful day in class. You get or... five stars and you get out of there on that helicopter. Okay, so we've Ooh, got... And that's the thing. They, they can't get you on top of that. Like, so I would just sit up on top of that skyscraper all day. But go on. Kyler Murray still has a little life. He's third, and we're not going to kill Aaron Rodgers, right, because he killed himself politically um, and amongst the voters. By winning last year, maybe there's some voter fatigue. Also, the way yeah. he handled coronavirus and all right. that stuff, I don't know that he's going to be popular to vote amongst for the MVP award. So we may not have to worry about him. Alan Bell kind of um, tipped us off to that, which made a lot of sense. Kyler Murray's third. And he gets the Rams on Monday Night Football. I could I could see Kyler when even though he was injured and he missed a couple of games, like I I st- and 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 Colt McCoy stepped in and the Arizona Cardinals didn't skip a beat under Colt freaking McCoy. That that to me should tell you you're not that valuable to your team. But I think Kyler's had like so many highlight moments this season that he'll he's just gonna end up like if if something happens with Brady. That's why I think we should get rid of both Brady and Murray. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Brady and Murray are on. Both playing uh, good defenses. I think we can do it. Okay. MVP death pool. There you go. Brady and Murray are on this week. Um, are going to have to get out- like Justin Tucker or something. Justin Tucker should be the Ravens MVP. He should be higher than Lamar. Yeah. Right. Lamar's thrown a ton of picks in the last two weeks. Lamar is playing poopier than his pants right now. Yeah. The, uh, Let's remember the Titan. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, you go first. Okay. All right. I, no joke. I'm going with a guy that I don't even remember, and that's how deep we are in this this whole list. Uh, uh, we are we're two names of guys that I don't even I don't remember when they played for the, the Tennessee Titans, but I am going with none other. Then Colby, Aaron, Bachwalt. What? <laughs> Colby, Aaron, Bachwalt. I know what you're thinking. The hell, Austin? Did you just make that name up? <laughs> Is this one uh, another one of your LinkedIn connections? No, I swear to you. I swear to you. <laughs> I saw this. And you know me, you know me. I like, I'm a big name guy. I'm a massive name guy, which shout out Racy McMath. Titans are getting him back from uh, IR this, this week as well. Uh, Racy McMath, great name. So is Colby Aaron Bockwalt. (laughs) Had to be an offensive lineman. He is. No, he was actually a linebacker. Uh, A linebacker played with the Tennessee Titans in 2006 Drafted in the seventh round, 240th pick overall in the 2004 draft out of 
Guess where Kobe Aaron Bockwalt went to college? Valdosta State. Uh no, but it, uh, it, you're close in the in the sense of like it just sounds like a very white school. Huh. And it's a Vermont big school. University. University. It's a bi- no, no, it's a big school. They've won a national championship years ago, decades ago. Decades ago. A lot of white people. Has BYU won before? No. They have. They have? Is that where he went? That's where he went. Yep. Okay. Not a, uh, so I'm assuming Colby Aaron Bockwalt does not drink a lot of caffeine. Um, he was uh, <laughs> drafted by the New Orleans Saints out of BYU in 2004. And uh, he's also played for the 49ers and the Browns. And not to mention the Florida Tuskers. Have we talked? I feel like we've talked about the Florida. There was another, remember the Titan that played for the Florida Tuskers. Was it? Oh, out of the, I think it was the Zach UFL. Piller. I think it was Zach Piller. Zach Piller, I think, played for the Florida Tuskers. Yeah. So, uh, Colby Aaron Bockwalt, <laughs> uh, he's a, a accumulated 158 tackles, two sacks, four pass deflections. Um, and he was a two-time honorable mention, all Mountain West Conference. How about that? 2002, 2003. Mm. Um I he has one sentence under his Tennessee his time with the Titans in 2006 he signed a one year deal with the Tennessee Titans boom that's his entire career summed up via Wikipedia he um, Colby a, a linebacker named Colby just sounds like BYU yeah like that I'm just, with you that's a very Mormon name Colby very I like. Mormon like yeah this dude yeah no wonder he was drafted by the Saints because he came from the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. Yeah, maybe that was a conversion attempt. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they were like, oh, this guy this guy comes from the Church of Latter-day Saints, so let's just draft him. He'll, he'll, under, he'll understand our scheme. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does, is that all? That's all. That's all is I that got. All I, don't, I, don't, I honestly I don't have anything else. I don't know what else to add. It's Colby Aaron Bockwald. He played in 2006 for the Titans. Yeah. I've never I, heard of him. I've never heard of him either. I, in fact, I just did him as my Remember the Titan, and I still don't remember him. I guarantee you, you've heard of my guy. Okay. Who you got? We're talking about a fifth-round draft selection by the Philadelphia Eagles in the 2012 draft. Picked 153rd okay. overall. Mm-hmm. Played his college ball at Purdue. Dennis Andrew Kelly. Oh, the snap. Undertaker. Denny K. The Undertaker. He played three years in Philly before, thankfully, John Robinson made one of the best trades in NFL history, trading Doriel Green Beckham, a Missouri Tiger, yeah, um, to the Eagles for Dennis Kelly. Uh, he then spent five seasons with the Titans, and he played a lot, and he played yeah. in a lot of meaningful games. Last season, he started all 16 games, and he played at right tackle. He, he, could, he could swing to the left side. He could do wherever he was needed. He would be able to fill in. He's in Green Bay this season. John Robinson – opted not to bring him back and instead, you know, drafted Dylan Radins. That hasn't exactly panned out. Um, while Questenberry's held it down on the right side, uh, I'm sure they're missing Dennis Kelly inside the building over there. But in Green Bay this and, season. Well, and outside the building, because I miss him. And outside, the season, and outside the building. But in Green Bay this season, he's only played in five games, and he's only appeared in 21 snaps. He, he's, he's logged 21 snaps. Let me make sure I have that right. Yeah, 21 snaps. The season all on special teams for Green Bay. They don't even use them like the Titans would use them. That's disappointing. He hadn't played in a game since week nine since they lost to Kansas City. Just return him. Right. Return him to his, his rightful home. That's you know, that's like home. what 
That's like when you give like, you know, like say like you have a dog and like you're getting ready to move or something and you're like, well, you know, I'm moving to the city. My dog's not going to have anywhere to run. I'm going to I'm going to let him with like my aunt and uncle or something, you know, because they have a lot of land and you yeah. give you give your, you know, you think it'll be a better dog, life. Yeah, you give your dog to your aunt and uncle and He'll spend um, his last remaining years in a place he really loves. And then like, you know, you come home for Thanksgiving and you're like, where's the dog? And they're like, oh, he's in the basement. The dog stays in the basement. We don't let him out because especially when company's coming over, you're like, what? The whole reason I, I, I sent him here was so he could run free. Dennis Kelly is not running free in Green Bay, no. even though it's a more rural city. It's the most rural city of all NFL markets. You think like that that would be the farm you would let him run around on. But nope, nope. You got him chained up. That's, Each that's, once a day. That is sick. That is sick. They are they are not using Dennis Kelly properly. He needs his needs his toenails cut. I mean everything. Dennis Kelly has been locked up in a basement, absolutely trapped in a in a torture chamber that is Green Bay. Dennis um, Kelly. So the dog you know, there's a analogy. couple there's a couple of lines I want to get into, but because we just made that dog reference, um, <laughs> he does have two dogs. Oh snap. One okay. is named after um, a type of motorcycle motor, motorcycle um, manufacturer. Oh, Honda. Harley. Suzuki. Oh. Harley, right? Okay. Yeah, Do they Harley. make motorcycles or do they just sell them? I don't know. I'm not in the no, motorcycle. No, Harley, Harley makes motorcycles, yeah. Okay. Harley is one of them, and the other name is Sanford. So he's got two dogs, Harley and Sanford. Um, that's, you know, outside of his playing career, that's kind of it. Uh he filled in nicely for Lawan when he was suspended for PEDs. Yep. Um, remember when that happened with Taylor Lawan? Man, that was not fun. Um, but yeah, originally that trade with DGB, that's uh, that should be um, a gold star on John Robinson's jacket for pulling that off. Um, DGB was going nowhere fast, couldn't learn the playbook. I don't think he had the right attitude. All right, all right. We don't need the DGB slander on this podcast. Look, not all, and it's not your fault that Missouri, a Missouri player didn't work out in the NFL. You had nothing to do. Maybe you just is the discipline that they don't instill up in Como that maybe really kind of, you know, bowed DGB out of the NFL before Jack, he really landed. Jack, do you? I will drive down to Nashville tonight. My baby is due tomorrow. Look, I, you don't want you don't want these problems over Doriel Green Beckham. I will throw hands with you. Okay, For, in the in the name of DGB. Yes, but you know why? They'll probably because, just push me down the stairs. Stop it! Too oh, soon. Hey, he did that. Too soon. He did that. Oh my gosh! Wow, too, way too soon, Jack. Right. Look, DGB like Kevin Dodd tearing it up on my uh madden 2017 <laughs> franchise okay so he's in a good place with me the trade didn't go down on madden <laughs> hey speaking of uh trades um uh, and i know which i know this not to completely derail remember the titan but um Corey davis injured for the year for the jets yeah interesting and i know i know the jets didn't get him in a trade but i can we still say that the titans won that trade they definitely didn't overpay for you know a, a suboptimal season from Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis finished with under 500 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Now, I saw how much a tweet. of that is I, his fault. I'm not positive because the Jets are just a complete dumpster fire and they haven't had anything going at quarterback for them this season. 
But I mean, the Titans for for paying for that much for a receiver, uh, you want more than 500 yards, and you definitely don't want him to have to get season-ending surgery on a core muscle. Um, I yeah, core muscle. Imagine that, dude. Your abs. That sucks. Like Corey Davis doesn't have a six-pack. Corey Davis skips ab day. Yeah. Wow. Some are saying. Some are asking. Uh, I don't know who tweeted it out, uh, but. I, it was either South Texas Titan or um, he hate V or 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 um, one of the Titans Twitter. One of the great good Titans Twitter accounts um, tweeted out um, <laughs> said like what like oh gosh I and I don't want to I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it in in injustice um, by butchering the wording of it but the wording of the tweet was perfect it was something along the lines of crazy to think that like Corey Davis is uh is about to get beat out by a a rookie wide receiver out of Ole Miss for the second time in his career <laughs> like something along those lines because Elijah Moore is absolutely killing it up in, Elijah uh, Moore is coming on strong to he the is, season, he's coming on very but, strong. how about this while we're on the topic of Corey Davis I feel like we're deep enough into the season to kind of get a gauge on whether or not Robinson made the right move by letting some of these guys walk in the past offseason now yeah. the, the the big names obviously Dennis Kelly was mentioned. I don't exactly. know that that was the right move. Um, no. Not paying Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. I don't think you could have afforded them and still been able to go out and make the same splashes in free agency. You definitely couldn't afford. You definitely couldn't afford Jonu. Corey maybe. Corey probably would have come back for cheaper. But I don't know. He was especially since he didn't actually technically hit that thousand yard mark. And they and the Titans never reached out to him after the season. Right. That no, was a big didn't. thing. That was yeah. a big thing. And to Corey Davis, I think the Titans game was really the only game he circled on his calendar. And he showed up big time in that one. Yeah, he did. Um, but John New Smith's another one. He only has 26 catches this year for 271 and a touchdown. I don't think the Patriots use him like the Titans would have. But um, John John is the guy I wish – yeah, he had one of uh, the the two completed catches from uh, Mac Jones the other night. Um, yeah, that's true. But uh, John is the guy I would want the most. More than even more than Dennis Kelly. I love Dennis Kelly, but Jonu is a guy I, I watch him play and I'm like, damn it, man. The, the, things, game the, Titans, the things the Titans could do with him, I miss him. And um, I, 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 yeah, I that's the one, but but knowing full well, there's not a chance in hell the Titans could have afforded him. They, and then they just couldn't. And then there's an older option, Daquan Jones, um, who I don't know if he would have seen a ton of playing time really behind. Big Jeff and Danico uh, up front in the trenches and really even behind some of the rotational guys that they have, Tier Tart, um, Naquan Jones, his replacement, and borderline namesake. Uh, he has just 12 tackles this season in Carolina, one sack. Excuse me, seven tackles, one sack. Seven solo tackles, one sack right. this season in Carolina. So he hasn't really been a, a world beater either. I mean... Da- Daquan is who you play like... Uh... You always, during, John, during, the GMs will always get questioned for letting guys walk, right? But if, in John Robinson, from, from John Robinson's perspective and, and what we know now about these guys that did walk, I think that he made the right call on these three. Well, besides yeah. Dennis Kelly, you know, Dennis Kelly, I think would have made sense for a low, low price back in Nashville. But yeah, uh, you well, can't pay John o. Smith, Corey Davis, and, and, and Daquan Jones and, and have that type of production and still expect to compete for a Super Bowl. So, well, Titans fans, feel free to brag about it online. Uh, the Titans won the Corey Davis trade, 
even though there was no <laughs> trade involved. You can you can brag about it. You you heard it here first on Titan Up Podcast. The Titans won the Corey Davis trade. It was a purchase of goods, of <laughs> yeah. damaged goods, yeah, in the form of bruised bananas. Oh, remember the banana bread? And maybe yeah, days old banana bread. I'll tell look. Credit the Titans. They got a lot of good banana bread out of that that dude. Mm-hmm. A lot. They they did. Um that was a uh that was a, a banana that went brown, but they were still able to make some uh delicious bread out of them. Um all right, Jack. Um do you have anything more on Dennis Kelly? No, I'm I'm out. Dennis okay. Kelly. He's my remember right. the Titan. I think it's a well, good look, way to finish. We we made it to the bye week, folks. And um Jaguar I, I was, Sunday, baby. I was kind of hoping I was going to have my baby this week and I wouldn't be on this episode. And, and so then we could have made like the joke that this is our, our, our baby week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad the baby didn't oh, come. That's what you had in store. Oh my gosh. And to think like my jokes are only going to get worse considering I'm going to be a dad, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm, you might want to unsubscribe from this podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> but then when you, you do issue a, 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 an apology before you do anything. When you do unsubscribe, go ahead and resubscribe uh, and leave us a rating and a review. Uh, four and a half stars for the Tighten Up Idiots. Uh, 0.5 stars for Buck, just because we have to give him something because we share this podcast feed with him. Um, Jack, do you have anything for the road? Jared Stillman tweets. Let's see what his dad thinks, guys. That's yep. all I got. Look, the Jaguars game, like, I don't, like, you might want to think, like, oh, this isn't a big week. It's, you know, it's just the Jaguars, blah, blah, blah. We don't know that. Frankly, we don't know if it's a big week or not. We need to know what Jared Stillman's dad thinks. And if anyone, if any Tupper can get Jared Stillman to respond with his dad's thoughts on the game. And you don't, you, and look, you don't have to tag us in it. You don't have to tag at tighten up pod. You don't have to. I think it'd be funnier if you did. Should, should they? Okay. It's up to you you guys. Tag us. So we see it, I guess. Sure. But uh, if anyone gets Jared to re- respond, you're our Tupper of the week next week. I'm already calling it. Okay. First person to get Jared Stillman to respond. And to even after tweet. he responds, continue tweeting at him. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep asking him. Yeah. Ask him. Ask because, him. I mean, people change their minds. Yeah. You get, you get new just, information, you change your opinion. Let's just only ask Jared Stillman for his dad's takes on all major sports news. <laughs> I'm going to have to find somebody to ask Jared Stillman what he thinks a good Christmas present would be for something. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to come up for something, come up with something for Christmas for Jared Stillman's father. Okay. To, to chime in on. Follow at A to Z sports on all the socials uh, and on uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe to the A to Z sports uh, YouTube channel. And uh, you can follow tighten up pod on Twitter. Again, tag us in your Jared Stillman dad tweets. And uh, you can follow uh, Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. You know, keep following. You know, look, we're, we're trying to grow the community that is the Titans uh, followers. And we're trying to grow the community that is Tighten Up Podcast listeners. And you guys are growing uh, by the week. And we appreciate every single one of you guys. No joke. You guys mean the world to us. And uh, we, we, we have a lot of fun. Not just doing this podcast, but we have a lot of fun the other six days of the week with you guys on the internet. So uh, if you care to follow us, Jack is at Jack a Gentry. I am at Austin Huff. You can follow us there and interact with us there. We love tweeting back and forth with you guys. You guys are so much damn fun. You guys get us, you get the show and we appreciate you for that. Um, And uh, look, it's Jaguars hate week. 
Let's hope, uh, let's hope uh, Dontrell Hilliard can rattle off a 99 yard touchdown run where he body bags three dudes in the process. <laughs> that would be fun, man. I, I hope that happens or Deontay Foreman. I'm not going to be picky, but yeah, I, I just hope we get to see some of these guys who have been out for a few weeks, get back out there. We'd probably be more likely to see Deontay Foreman uh, do it, but it would be uh, funnier if it was Dontrell Hilliard. Somebody really tiny. Just Dontrell Hilliard is back. like the Chester Rogers of running backs, in my opinion. You I know, like, like that. He's smaller but reliable, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, very skinny. Like uh, battle tested. <laughs> sure, you could say that. <laughs> you, you, um, he's fought in like a half of a battle, but he, yeah, judges. Yes, we will accept that answer. Uh, all right. Uh, Here's to uh, the last, well, odds are, you know, could we could still do one more week, but odds are the last Tighten Up podcast I do where I uh, have energy. Uh, mm. Let's hope. I let's doubt hope that. Fa- I doubt that that's true. Let's hope fatherhood starts before the next Tighten Up podcast. Uh, all right, Jack. Um, with all of that said. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, whoa. sorry. Oh, whoa, I almost well, botched it. Hang out. on. Hang on. I'm sorry. All right. With all that said. Until next week, tighten up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to start at six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo. Then they came within a yard of winning in They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the 